Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Thank you to James Metz for your comment on episode 000. Perhaps sometime we can interview you for the show. If you would like to comment on our episodes, you could go to rockyourretirement.com. You can also call our comment line at 858-8-R-O-C-K-I-T, which translates to 858-876-2548. If you have an iPhone, you can also subscribe to the show by going to the podcast app and searching for Rock Your Retirement. Subscribing to the show will allow you to listen while you walk your dog, do the dishes, vacuum, or whatever else you feel like doing. Today, we are going to speak with Joyce Leverich, who was a legal secretary and retired due to a severe back problem. She went through a deep depression due to the pain and was very lonely. She took her pain and turned it into a blessing to others by starting a very successful meetup group with 70 women who laugh, love, and hug every week. Learn how she learned to laugh again in today's episode of Rock Your Retirement. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we help you have a great retirement. We don't talk about money, we don't talk about insurance. We talk about all the other things that you're going to need to know when you retire. Or if you're already retired, we can help you have a better retirement. We help you rock your retirement in areas such as social and family, entertainment and travel, volunteer work and philanthropy, matters of the spirit and soul, sex. Yes, sometimes we talk about that too. Last of all, we talk about ways to help your parents or others who may need your help now or in the future. Baby boomers 
are typically helping their children and their parents at the same time. And that's why they're known as the sandwich generation. We want you to be passionate about your retirement and we want to help you rock your retirement. Our guest today is Joyce Leverich, who is a retiree. She's built up a ladies group on meetup.com that is massively successful. It's not the largest group on Meetup because they limit the membership to 70 members, but those members are extremely active. That's why I asked her to come onto the show so that we could help other retirees rock their retirement. So Joyce, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Kathy. Well, hi. I'll be 70 in July. And Congratulations. Thank you. I'm married with two grown children and an 18-year-old grandson. My husband also has three granddaughters. Uh, I stopped working in my early 60s, and my husband and I moved here around six years ago. And we just love the area. Um, I have a large group of friends that, well, we both have a large group of friends that we've met since we came down here and joined Meetup. How did you find out about Meetup? I went on the internet. I googled um, social groups and I found meetup.com and I started exploring it and discovered couples groups. And there was a one group for socializing for women. It was a daytime, during the week, during the day group. And I went on one event And then the organizer stepped down, and I got an email notification of it. And I told my husband that I was going to take the group so that I could, because I I didn't want to end this opportunity to meet other women. So I told him I was going to take the group over, and if even one other woman decided to join me in the activities I posted, that would be okay with me. That's fantastic. So, you, But you grew this group. Yeah. What, what happened was it started off slow. There were a few women that came. In fact, the first woman I met for coffee never came back. And I thought, oh, great, this is not going to work. But then all of a sudden, it, it just exploded because women like me who had nothing to do during the day and wanted to make girlfriends and get that girl time that we all need, it just exploded. So we had to start limiting the membership to 70 women. I can understand that. Let's go back to before you retired because there are a lot of baby boomers listening to this show who are not yet retired. So what did you do before you retired? What, you know, what type of work were you in? I was a legal secretary for the corporate department of a very large law firm in the Bay Area. Um, I worked for two senior partners who were type A++ personalities. A lot of stress, but that was really the only way I could meet people through work. That's pretty typical. Most people meet people through their jobs, wouldn't you say? Yes. That's while they're working? Yes. So when you retired, was did did you plan for that or was that a sudden retirement? No, it, uh, it was kind of gradual because of my back. I was trying to work with a bad back. I was sitting, standing, doing everything I could, but the pain just took over. So I went on permanent disability. And because of that, I went through a deep depression because of the pain the pain meds and being lonely you know being home when all your friends are working and not being able to get out is pretty typical for depression with a disability so I went through a pain management clinic 
and they taught me how to cope and how getting out is the most important thing to deal with depression, getting out and socializing. So you took your pain and you turned it into something that actually helped your life. Yes, absolutely. So how's your pain now? Um, well, I still have it, but I just don't notice it at much as much. Um, one of the big things about dealing with pain is distraction. And if you make yourself busy, get out of the house, meet people, the pain just just isn't as noticeable. I have a lot of women in the group who are dealing with chronic pain. They have um, fibromyalgia, there is other women that have back pain, knee pain, and, and the best thing to do is just to distract yourself with socialization. That's good. Do, does the group sit around and talk about their pain or do you do other no, things? No, we, we're not a therapy group. We're not a sit and complain about our pain. We're uplifting. When, for instance, when people come to my house for coffee, they get hugs. We laugh. We talk about our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about different things to do during the day that we can do with others. Um, sometimes we talk about volunteering opportunities. Um, one of the women brings ideas in from the senior center in Carlsbad. We went, uh, we learned some line dancing last week. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many opportunities. And to have one person know everything there is to do is pretty much impossible. So we have 20 or 30 women who know different things to do. And we share them. We laugh. It's a lot of laughter. That's important, especially if you have, like you said, a lot of lot of the members dealing with pain. Don't they say that laughter is the best medicine? It absolutely is. And hugs. You got to have hugs. <laughs> hugs and laughter. That sounds that sounds fantastic. So what did you do to build up the group? I mean, you started with one who came to coffee and never came back. How did you build up this group of 70 women? It was just kind of self-growing. I think it, the big thing was coffee at my house. We come and sit around. I put out, I have my dining room table is expanded to the largest size. And we sit around the table. We, some of the women bring things to eat, you know, little coffee snacks. I have a huge array of teas and I think it's it's like being at Starbucks, only it only costs a dollar. So meetup meetup charges a dollar or how does that work? No, we charge five dollars a year, but whoever hosts the coffee in their home puts out a jar for a dollar per person for supplies. Because it's it's not cheap to get all the supplies and teas and coffee. And that's a lot cheaper than Starbucks. Absolutely. I think Starbucks is like four dollars or something, and then you're not really talking to anybody except for the barista. Right, right. They don't have room for us. There's a lot of <laughs> coffee places that we have to find out if they have room for 20 plus women. So all 70 don't get together at the same time. No, uh, people have different schedules. So we don't always do everything on Tuesday morning. We'll go to movies. Uh, we'll do something on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, we go shopping. We'd love to go to Ross on senior day because we get a discount. <laughs> um, just getting out of the house, even if it's uh, to go on a walk. Some of the ladies do walks. We do. We go to museums. We'll go to places like Grand Traditions. So you do other things besides just go to coffee, right? Yes, we go to movies. We go shopping. Uh, we explore museums. We've taken the train and the ferry over to Coronado. Um, we do a lot of stuff. Just whatever anyone can think of. If you can get. Some 
somebody else to join you, then that's an event. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever have people who post events where nobody wants to come and it's just them, or is it usually at least one person? Occasionally that happens, and in that case, we just take it off the calendar. But most of the time, they get a few women to join them. We have varied interests. So the most we've had is 35 women. And that was our Christmas or holiday party at one of the ladies' houses. That was a huge success. I bet that was. That's a lot of people. And she must have had a big house. Yes. There's a few of us that have big houses. And I encourage the members to have an event outside their home if they say their home is big enough to host a uh, meet up. So it does you don't have to be able to host it at your home. You don't have to have coffee. You could just put anything on the calendar and if somebody else joins you, that's an event. It's just that easy. That's great. So does it cost money for you personally to host, you know, to be part of meetup? I heard it costs money. For the organizer to host a meetup group, there is an annual fee. It's around $144. I think that just went up. But if you charge your members $5 per person annually, then that absolutely covers the fee. So that's why some meetups charge fees and some don't. So that's why yours does, because you don't want this to cost you a bunch of money. Right. Initially, I was not charging the group because it was really for my benefit. I became organizer, so I would have friends. But eventually it became so successful that I thought, well, I'll just charge them. And and they had no problem paying $5 a year membership. Yeah, well, $5, that's, you know. That's pretty cheap for... That's <laughs> pretty cheap. Exactly. And then a dollar. And then I'm assuming you don't charge a dollar if you do an activity outside of the home. No, that's only the coffee. Okay. We have potlucks too. Unfortunately, it's it's hard to diet when you do the potlucks. <laughs> Everyone loves the potlucks. I bet. I've heard you're rocking your retirement in the health area too. Tell do you do you care to share about that? Haven't you lost a bunch of weight? Oh, yeah. I and that's something I did on my own with the help of a doctor at the weight Scripps Weight Management Clinic. I've lost forty five pounds. But the best part with this group is they are so encouraging. It's 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 always good to uh, have all that encouragement from all the different women that come to the group. Well, that is fantastic. 45 pounds. I can't even imagine. That sounds like a lot of weight. How long did it take you to do that? Um, it's been about a year. I know it's better to lose weight slowly. So it averaged about five pounds, two to five pounds a month. And then I'd have months where I hadn't lost any weight. I get a little scolded by my doctor. And- <laughs> get back on track. It's basically high protein, low carb. Well, it sounds like it's working, whatever it is that you're doing. So, you know, one of the things that we talk about on the, on the show is health. And I'm so glad that you're rocking it in that area too. Yes, I really am too. The, the benefits are that I feel so much better. There's less weight on my knees and my feet and I'm able to go. I was also working with a trainer at the gym who was training me in posture and corrective exercises because I have a torn rotator cuff. Ouch. And, but it's better if I keep doing the exercises he gave me. Well, that's good. So how often do you still see him or? Or are you just doing the exercises on your own? No, I'm just doing them on my own now. He gave me a printout and I go over to, it used to be Pure Fitness, but now it's Crunch Fitness. And I just go to the gym and do my exercises and come home and, you know, you get endorphins from exercising. It just, you just feel like you've 
really accomplish something when you go to the gym and you choose to make your body better and your health better. And that's what you're doing. So that's great. So you're rocking in the, in that area too. Yes. Do you do you have any stories that you'd like to share without using last names about any funny stories or heartwarming stories about something that happened in the group? Well, we've had actually we've had members who've had babies. We Babies. Yeah. <laughs> Two of our members had babies. Of course, they can't attend anymore because this is not a, a mommy group. I've heard from some women that were in a deep depression because they were doing nothing but being the grandmother babysitter. Mm. Um, some of them have told me that they were even suicidal and they found this group and it literally saved their lives. And I understand that because I was I was at that point once when I was home before I went to the pain management clinic. Wow. Well, it's sounds like if you, I don't know if you believe in a higher power, but it sounds like I believe in, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And I, it sounds to me like God was reaching out to you and telling you start this group. So whether you believe in God or not, that's, or a higher power or the power of, uh, positive thinking. It sounds like it was your mission to start this group. It actually was. I, when I moved from Southern California to the Bay area, I felt like I had read the Celestine Prophecy series of books, and mm -hmm. I felt like I was being led to start a women's group, which didn't happen in the Bay Area. And I was thinking more of a meeting place for women to go, like a, a shelter or something, starting a women's group. That didn't happen. And then I moved back down here, and it occurred to me after I started this group that this was that group that I was meant to start, to help women feel better about themselves by seeing that other women go through the same things they do. And it just, I was surprised, and I just get heartwarmed. So tell me a story about how this group has helped change your life or the lives of other women? Well, when I moved from Southern California to the Bay Area, I had read a series of books called The Celestine Prophecy. And because of that, I had formed an idea that I was meant to start a women's group. That didn't happen in the Bay Area because of uh, work got in the way and my back issues got in the way. When we moved back down here, I had forgotten all about that. And I ended up starting this group. And once it was started, I realized that I was doing just that. I was fulfilling that role that I thought I should do by starting a women's group that helps women. You know, we feel better about ourselves. We inspire each other to do things like there's a couple women that are now trying to lose weight the way I did. We just make each other happy. We, it's it's just an unbelievable feeling after we get together. Well, the great thing is, is that it's not really a self-help group. It's really a social club, but it's kind of turned into that, hasn't it? Yes, it has. I, I just get such an amazing feeling, a heart, I get a heartwarming feeling of seeing all the women here. And sometimes I just kind of stand back and, and say, wow, this is spectacular. And look at what you've done. Yeah. You've saved some women who were thinking about ending their lives, and now here they are coming to your group and having the time of their lives. Or maybe sometimes they, do they ever come and tell a sad story, or is it always fun and laughter? It's not always. I mean, we have some women whose husbands are going through big health issues, and they come here to take a break from that, and we talk 
about it, but mostly it's uh, they come here to get lifted up. That's great. Well, make sure that they listen to the Thursday shows because those shows are going to be about how to help your loved ones. So for my listeners who are maybe this is the first time they've listened to the show, the plan of the show is on Mondays to have interviews with retirees who are rocking it like Joyce and on Thursdays to have interviews with people who can help, you know, people who can help downsize if you need to move or people who can help install stair lifts or handrails or people who can, you know, help with adult daycare centers, things like that. All these things that I never knew existed. And so we want to make sure that the word gets out to our listeners that there are places that can help so that you don't have to do everything because it actually is a a fact that many caregivers will die before their loved one because they're overworking themselves. So I'm so glad that your members are taking time out for themselves to come once a week or however often they come to to get some me time and some lady time because that is so important to keep your social your social life um, full when you're retired. And keep yourself emotionally healthy. We also have some women who are part of the sandwich generation, and that's tough. So to get time to come and get some relief from that so that you don't have to think about all of that. You can just come here and sit back, have a cup of coffee or tea or a glass of iced tea, sit around the pool, play with my dogs. (laughs) (laughs) How many dogs do you have? I have two little dogs. They're lap dogs. One is a terrier mix, a poodle mix, and one is a chihuahua. And they love the ladies. They just go from lap to lap. And it's just (laughs) dogs are good um, stress relievers. They take them to hospitals, you know, the helper dogs to for patients to sit and visit and pet them you know maybe some of our i know some of our women don't have dogs they're not able to have dogs and so to come here and share mine is also makes me very happy that's nice how often would you say that your members will come to an event are there some that come to every single event and some that come once every couple of months or what's the typical well we require that new members come once a month for the first three months and then they need to come once every three months, or they will be removed from the group. Unless there's something special going on, we give them a reprieve if they have some family issues or medical issues that they can't come. But a lot of them come every time. Some of them come once a month or once every couple weeks. It just depends on what's going on in their lives. They have one of the ladies is moving right now, so she can't come. Another one is caring for her husband and is not able to come. So people will will come as they can, but the part of the reason why your group is so successful is because of some of these rules that you've instilled. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of meetup groups that have hundreds on their membership role, but they don't, as the organizer, and I just stepped down um, last year, and we, we have a couple other organizers taking over the group. And I'm helping with membership only. But one of the things I look at is if nobody's, if somebody hasn't been attending for a while, I get in touch with them to find out why. And if I don't hear anything from them, I just tell them you've been removed because you haven't attended. And you haven't responded. (laughs) And not responded. Yes. Right. We are a very active group. All the women in the group are active within the group. 
Well, that's one of the reasons why I thought you'd make a great guest on my show, because there are um, so many people who retire and they think it's all about money. And then uh, um, some of my listeners know this, but I was a financial advisor and sold Medicare insurance. And I still do some of those things, but that's not what this show is about. But I would find clients who had millions of dollars living in a mansion who became quite ill and did not rock their retirement. And then I had clients who lived in in a mobile home who were having the times of their lives. So it's not just about money. And that's one of the things that I liked uh, about your group is that you have people of all different wealth categories that come to your that come to your uh, meetup groups. Yes, we do have that. We have uh, women that do live in a mobile home. Um, some women have a very large house that's made for entertaining. It's it's just anybody can belong. It doesn't matter. We have no financial requirements. We don't really care if you have money or not. We don't care if you're tall or short, fat or skinny. It's it's not about that. It's about whether you're a good fit for this group. And if not, there's other women's groups that uh, have started since I started this group. That's what makes it nice about Meetup. Yeah. If there's not one group that's a fit for you, that you can, there's plenty of other groups that you can get out, be social, get out and do things. So if somebody's listening to this podcast in, say... Kansas, because podcasts are national, although mine is focused, you know, in a specific location. Right now we're focused on San Diego. Um, Would you recommend they start their own meetup or was it a lot of work with, you know, in the beginning? Um, It took a lot of time for me. You have to be able to dedicate your time to um, managing the group. But um, you don't have to start a group. You can just join another group and get an idea of what is going on with that group. And if there's, if you see that there are needs that you're not are not being met that you would like to do, then uh, it's you just sign up with Meetup.com and uh, start your own group. Great. So tell me, how is your typical day? as a retiree, different from your typical day when you worked? What are you doing besides the meetup group with the extra 2,000 hours that you had? You know, when you were working full-time, that's basically 2,000 hours a year. Are you spending all 2,000 hours managing this group, or are you doing other things? No. uh, My husband and I travel about once a year. I spend time on the computer reading emails and talking to, contacting women or answering emails um, I go to the gym. I taught myself to sew. So oh. That does take some time. It's, uh, since I lost weight, I've given a lot of my clothes away, but some of them I've altered. And that's always an adventure because I take things <laughs> apart and then I try to put them back together. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I need to take them apart several times till I get it right. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. So you really are rocking your retirement. You you know, there's there's also a study that says when you learn new things, it builds new synapses in your brain yes. and actually can help reverse things such as head trauma or Alzheimer's. Yes. So learning something new that's difficult but not impossible, usually they'll talk about learning a new language, but I think learning to sew would be would fit into that category as well. Yes, I'm a creative person, so I started with doing the top treatments in my house, but I've made pillows, um, now I'm taking in clothes. I made some bench seat pillows for a friend, and... <laughs> 
when I started that, I thought, why did I say I would do this? <laughs> but I had to learn more things. And I, I am aware of the fact that you do need to keep learning. When we went to the senior center and learned line dancing, that was a lot of fun. And one of the women wanted to give up. And I told her, I said, you, you do need to keep learning new things to um, keep your brain active. Because now that we're older, the baby boomers are, I'm one of the first baby boomers and I'm turning 70. I know that I've got 20 or 30 more years. If I want to keep doing that, I have to keep stimulating my brain and my body. Right. You don't want to live 20 or 30 years sick. No. You want to live 20 or 30 years healthy and happy. Yes. That's great. So we're coming to the end of the interview and there's always two questions that I ask people that I interview. And the first one is, what do you wish you would have known before you retired? I wish I would have known how easy it is to meet people and make friends. At work, it was because of the pain and stress, I was a complainer. And once I realized that I was doing that, and that it was actually through therapy, learning to focus on other people. And once I started doing that, it was so easy to meet people. When I stopped talking about myself and started learning about other people, I discovered how easy it was to make and keep friends. That is so profound. So thank you for sharing that. Then the last question is, we have a lot of listeners who are new retirees or might feel stuck in their lives at the moment. If you were sitting across the table from a brand new retiree or, or someone who feels stuck, what's the one piece of advice that you would give them to have a successful retirement? Get on a computer and explore. If you don't know how to use a computer, get your children or grandchildren to teach you because they always know. <laughs> I know some women that are retiring don't know how to use a computer. They're afraid to. A computer just opens a whole new world for you. It provides socialization. You can find places to volunteer. You can discover places to go and explore. San Diego is a wonderful place to live and there are so many things to see and do. Well, thank you so much, Joyce. You have been a wonderful interviewee. We really appreciate your coming on the show and explaining how you were able to start this group, how you were able to grow the group, and how you're actually able to change people's lives and how to help people rock their retirement. So thank you once again for coming on the show. My pleasure, Kathy. Oh, and last thing is, would you like to tell the name of your meetup group and how to, you know, if there's anybody in San Diego that would like to join, how they might be able to do that? Absolutely. We are called the North County Women's Social Group. Um, sometimes we call our house, call ourselves the North County Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you go to meetup.com and look for North County Women's Social Group and fill out an application. You'll go on our waiting list, but I'm getting ready to open it for a few more members now. We don't want to flood the group with a lot of new members, but uh, yes, within a month or two, you'll be able to get on in the group. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, and we're looking forward to the next episode of Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com.
Are you looking for a way to help your grandchildren with college that goes above and beyond financial support? Coach Myra's Pathway to College helps students create a customized college plan to help choose the college that is best for them. Coach Myra provides accountability and support throughout the process, which alleviates stress for the entire family. To give the gift of helping your grandchildren with their future, call 858-437-4500 or go to coachmira.com. Coach Myra's Pathway to College, helping students to see and be their future.